What's up, fam? Welcome to the Mostly Normal Gamers Podcast, episode 131. I should have entered with Welcome to the Shit Show, but my son's upstairs listening. Shh. Uh, anyway, we've had a little bit of technical difficulties with Johnny's old microphones today, so dealing with that, but guess what? We got a full crew today. That means James, Chris, and Angie, and myself are all here to talk about video games with you. I'll go from left to right on my screen. James, how are you today? I'm doing great. I <laughs> Yesterday, I closed a job at work for the first time, so... Uh, I've never been really a part of the tendering process outside of calling subs. I know this means nothing to you, but that's a pretty big step for me. For well, good for you, man. <laughs> I'm happy you're yeah. happy. Yeah, it was. It was. It's just a nice uh, stress that has been uh, taken off my my shoulders for the last two weeks. So, yeah, that's awesome. I'm doing man. good. Chris, how about yourself? I'm. Coping with my new job and doing just <laughs> fine. It's like climbing back on a bike when you get behind the same bar you used to serve coffee at. Uh, well, you know, I got nothing to say to that. I don't know. Yeah. You look glassy eyed, man. Are you sleeping okay? Everything all right? <laughs> I mean, I have glasses on my eyes, so who's to sleep? Oh, good point. Good point. Uh, I was up late watching Marvelous Miss Measel season four. Oh, yeah. A show I would strongly recommend to What's most it on? people. It's on Amazon Prime. It's by the creator of uh, Gilmore Girls. Okay. It's yeah, I think I've seen it. It looks kind of, uh, what do I want to say? Like homey. Like, is that accurate or not really? No, it's very no? crass. Uh, set in the late 1950s, early 1960s yeah. about a feminist stand-up comic. It's Oh, legit. okay. Uh, okay, right on. So definitely not what I, all what I expected. Cool. Angie, how are you doing? Doing good. Super. No difficulties on my end. Great. Glad we're all doing swimming there. Anyway, I'm going to try to do this uh, lowdown without reading it. What do you guys think? Do it. Wishing me luck. Um, let's see. There's a website you can go to. It's mostlynormalgamers.com. You can sign up to old episodes or old uh what are they called issues of our newsletter Bad you issues. can message us at podcast at mostly normal gamers.com no that's not right yeah you can is. email us at podcast at mostly oh, normal right, gamers right. com or twitter dm us and such on at mn gamers podcast on twitter what else is there? 507-291-2991. Yes, I have that number memorized for some reason. Because we got <laughs> so a creepy uh, dead air call <laughs> voicemail. I was like super <laughs> excited sitting at work. A weird thing that you guys probably don't know because you didn't don't use the Gmail. It like rings to my phone. So my like how to discern between like a real phone call and a Google call. You can't like it rings to your phone. It doesn't say this is your Google voice or whatever. It just rings. So I ignored this call and i was super excited and then it was just dead air i was hoping at least for some like hard creepy breathing on the other end of the phone but <laughs> didn't even get that so. but we're still gonna play it for the uh the question right <laughs> yeah i'll just play it at the end I guess. <laughs> 14 seconds of dead air so um, romantic and also i hope you guys are appreciating if you're listening like make sure you listen all the way through to the end of the podcast 
like that means after the outro music because i usually put outtakes like at the end so if you're you're missing some of the best parts of the show if you're not paying attention <laughs> to past the outro music anyway let's i think that's i got all this did i miss something was there something i missed no anybody um the Substack is mngamers.substack.com. Yeah, and you can go to our website to find old episodes. Angie, how's that updating that website going for you? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so you get for throwing me under the bus. <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, anyway, let's get to what we've been playing. James? I'll again start with you because you're on my left, and that's just how I read a book and start a podcast. Do them the same way. Fair enough. Fair enough. I've uh, so the other day, um, what the Kingdom Hearts four news came out, and because oh, it yeah. was part of a leak, um, there's been a whole bunch of news saying, "Hey, maybe this leak is is legit," because yeah, the 100%. a couple things came out about it, and one yeah, of those items leak, on the leak. What you're referencing? Huh, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, that's right. And one of the items on the leak is a remake for Final Fantasy IX, my personal favorite Final Fantasy. And so mm. since I read that, I was like, oh, God, I got to I got to get into my yearly Final Fantasy IX playthrough. So <laughs> I popped it open and I've been playing it for the last couple of days. And God, I love that game so much. So, yeah, I'm great about it. I don't know. I love the charm of the characters. So all the characters are very cartoony. But like the story and what what is going on in their lives is like incredibly dark and dire. Like it's you're dealing with genocide, existential crisis of like whether you exist or if you are made and like how like creationism and stuff like that. And it's like characters go through like serious like mental anguish. And um, I don't know. I just love the fact that they juxtapose like this really lighthearted art style and world with like really deep and deep, like deep seated uh, moments of like personal crisis. And I don't know, it's charming. And I love the fact that it's old school fantasy. Uh, the newer final fantasies have been a lot more uh, semi futuristic where they go into like, I don't know, like final fantasy seven has had like, giant reactors and cars and yeah, uh, Final Fantasy had a bunch of like really wicked looking futuristic buildings and stuff. Yeah. And and that's and that's cool in its own right, but I was always I was always a fan of like the slightly steampunky fantasy world. And like that's for, like in Final Fantasy 4 and Final Fantasy 6 did it really well, and then I felt like Final Fantasy 9 was just this perfect like capstone to like all of the Final Fantasies. Uh, and then they continued making more. So yeah. <laughs> 15 was good. I played through 15 and I got the platinum. I liked 15. Yeah, I've only played 15 and 7 remake. Those are because oh, I'm not a big shit. fan of turn based. Yeah, that's fair. Combat. So I've never played the tactics or the nine. Chris, have you played nine? Like you're a final, more of a Final Fantasy fan than I am. I played all of two hours of it at a friend's house when I was. <laughs> 10 years old when it had like just come out. Um, so give us your full takes. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I remember the music standing out as really good. And I uh, was very uh, thrown off by how cartoony the character models were because like after eight, where like 
you know, back in the day on PS1, like eight was like, oh my God, they made like realistic character models. I can't believe it. Um, because if you remember in Final Fantasy VII, you had like the little chibi ones. There was like three or four different sizes and shapes of your different characters in seven. Um, and so I thought it was really interesting that they went to like that kind of super deformed big head character model thing for nine. Um, but I've heard nothing but amazing things about it. And it is on my Switch waiting for me to finish it. Um, 7, 10, and 12 are the ones I've finished and remake. Uh, and yeah, 10 was through... always the biggest one. Like when I was a kid, like in like junior high and high school, um, that one was the big deal. So I've always, that's always kind of been my touchstone. Well, I guess in Final Fantasy 7, but the one that I actually was familiar with having played a little bit of it was Final Fantasy 10. So. Yeah, but the, the nine does intrigue me. It has some cool looking characters that I have. I don't nothing about, obviously. <laughs> it's good, but I'm I will it's always say, combat. yeah, it is turn based combat. Um, which, yeah, what what can you do? That's old fa- Final Fantasy for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it gets no, remade, I would be down to see like a remake style oh, combat system. Yes, honestly, I'd just be fine with them just up giving the face the the game a complete facelift and some quality yeah. of life changes. But uh, other than that, I think the the I have it on my phone. I, I the touch screen features on the phone yeah. for that game are so good that I you don't need a controller for it. Oh, you don't even not even like a backbone or anything. Like no, that? I use the backbone oh, for fi- for Final Fantasy seven and Final Fantasy six oh, cool. on my phone. Yeah. But I don't I don't even bother with it because the touch screen is just so like you touch the menu items that you want to use you. Uh, like t- you can literally touch enemies you touch on the screen your character walks over to it's just really well done compared to others and it's super minimal like you don't have like the controller overlaid on the screen or anything like that you just interact with the screen it's i, I was really impressed with it cool is that and, all you've been really been playing that that and elden ring but elden ring has been like i've just been plugging away at it and i feel like i've been talking about it every every <laughs> which brings us to chris sure more elden ring um, <laughs> have you been playing more elden ring i was just kind of joking but kind of serious yeah um i have it's still good um i mean uh i made it to like a i finally made a push into like a new area of the map i hadn't really gone into and the from soft level design where it's like a really open area, but you don't have any direction on where to go was hitting me pretty hard while I was checking it out. And then I like stumbled on the boss of the area and I was like, Oh, would you look at that? Um, but then the only new thing on the playlist is hearthstone. Uh, I accidentally downloaded that virus again. Oops. Um, but, uh, yeah, not a lot to say. I haven't messed around with too many of the new cards. They had a new expansion come out today. Um, it's like the reset of their season. If that makes sense, they do like a year long, uh, yeah, cycle more or less. Um, so we'll see if I stick with it. I'm thinking about bouncing off of it, but it, who knows? Would you say Elden Ring? Like you can jump into it, and it's like I've played from software games um, before, obviously. But would I be able? Are you just like completely lost, or? and aimlessly wandering around or is there like you run into people who are like hey you should go here and talk to this dude (sighs) 
yes and no. I don't know. I think it's... You'll get a name and you can get like a general direction. There's one particular NPC at the round table hold, which is like the main hub area uh, where like combat's disabled. Um, and uh, he'll be like, oh, here's the backstory on this main boss. And he's kind of located in this area or this person's kind of in this area. Um, he's kind of your like tour guide slash lore repository. Um, and I think like it's complicated because it's so opaque compared to most other open world games, but I think relative to other from games, I think it's maybe a little bit more guided. I don't know, James, what do you think? I think so. I, I think just, I think they had to be due to the open world nature of it. There's so much, it's so vast that you kind of need some degree of guidance. And so, yeah, they they kind of give you a little bit more information than typical. I think Bloodborne is on par with how much information they give. Like it's not, um, although Bloodborne's also quite cryptic. So nah, never mind, disregard that statement completely. <laughs> it's better than Bloodborne in the sense that like when you're talking to characters, they'll reference people, they'll give you like a description, and then they'll also probably tell you the area they might be in. Um, and when you talk about guidance, yeah. I mean, you have the guidance of grace. I can't yeah. do dude's voice, but there's literally like sort of arrows on your map, more or less like pointing you in a direction to go. Not necessarily for the side quests, but for like the real main chunky stuff. Yeah, that's and that's been a huge like kind of like if I'm done like mucking about and just exploring, right? I'll just check my map, see which which direction one of these stones are telling me to go or they're not stones, but lights are telling me to go and I'll just go there and follow that. So yeah, no, it's, it's, I think it's a lot more accessible for players that are unfamiliar with the system. However, it's still a dark souls game. It's still, it's still very cryptic and very difficult and they don't, beat you over the head with instructions of what to do or how to do it. They just kind of mm -hmm. say um, like one or two lines and expect you to figure out the rest. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Angie, how is your venturing through tunic? Um, <clears throat> as I finally posted on Twitter, I beat the West garden boss. Yeah. Took longer than anticipated, even when I updated stuff. But I feel like I got gypped a couple of times when I was trying to fight him as one of the videos I posted, I thought. Was yeah. A Having watched that video, I can agree. I think I sent you my stats like when I, right after I defeated the, whatever he's called, West, is it the, the West Garden boss? Something? Yeah. Or I, I thought it was the Guardian, but sure. yeah, maybe that's what it is. Sure. Anyway, anyway uh, yeah, I was, I had no potions dead. left, no parts <laughs> or no, I was like flatlined. Yeah. And I, yeah. So is that all the further you've had time to go into it? I, um, I went back to explore some other areas I didn't like that I had missed that I didn't realize that I had missed. I was just re-exploring before I moved forward because I feel yeah. like I was missing a couple of pages of the instruction manual. So um, 
went back and found those. And I think now my next step is actually, I don't know what the next step is. I'm just ex like exploring around. I think I went, cause I went North probably a little higher than I should have. And then I was like, I shouldn't be here right now. I don't think I'm ready for this. And I had to like, yeah. go back down. I got so, to a boss yeah. where I was like, Oh yeah, no, I'm, I, I, there's no way I'm supposed to be here. Yeah. And it's like, we were just talking about how Elden Ring is kind of an open book, but it's more of an open world, open book. Whereas Tunic, <clears throat> you're limited. It's definitely, you can go the wrong direction, but yeah. I think Chris and James were talking about this either last week or two weeks ago, but uh, you can find your way back to a place where you can do something like you can, you won't be lost for long if you keep at it. So you don't have that frustration right. build very quickly. I don't think James, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Like, oh, it doesn't I'm, hold your hand, but no, it doesn't hold your hand, but it's, it's kind of like more into the original dark souls kind of like world where it's, it's very fine tuned, but limited areas. Like you can only go yeah. in a certain routes and certain paths, but lots of secret routes allow you to bypass areas and then uh, there is a form of fast travel, but it's also yeah. very restrictive. Yeah, and it doesn't point that out. I actually, the when I found the boss that I was like, there's no way I'm supposed to be here, I went back and I was like, well, I'm just going to hit do this thing that I do for other things here and see what happens. And sure enough, it teleported me to like somewhere and I was like, there's a bunch of squares here. I'm just going to go around and do the same thing to all these squares. And then I ended up in some place where I hadn't been before and then progressed. Yeah, like, it's it's a so very cool game the way it, like, it is cool. opens up once you've learned. Like you'll get a page and it'll explain something that you're like, wait, I could I can do this. <laughs> like yeah. it's such yeah. an incredible moment. Yeah. And you're just well, like, oh, my God, I've seen so many of that thing and now i know i can do this to that and yeah. uh, it's just so it's i don't want to like really i can't spoil it because that's the beauty of this game is that surprise and that learning and that experience of yeah. just figuring something out for the first time and realizing it and to deprive yeah. any of that anybody listening or even <laughs> any of the hosts on this show yeah. <laughs> to deprive them of that is like really um unfair because it is i think it is a truly special game it's it's up there as one of my game of the years right now yeah um it's definitely nice i like it a lot i'm i'm i like the the i'm cute and cuddly little fox just bopping around but throws these little curveballs in there you're like wait what the yeah. fuck is happening why is everything here to murder me yeah <laughs> did you uh, end up finding the um the change room where you can change your colors and clothes and no no oh no. shoot i tried to be a little bit cryptic about it so you still got to try and find it but i did message yeah, I angie on on t twitter <laughs> where, where roughly where it could be found i because i had to have found it because i you everybody starts with a brown fox and yeah. mine is now like white yeah and yeah. i don't yeah. i didn't choose i don't recall ever choosing Oh, um, but there's also a shop like where you, you heavily drinking. Shop? No. <laughs> you have a drink. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did you know that's walk cool. across the shop at all where you can buy potions and other things? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Horror that's from the horror incarnate. 
Is that what it is? I don't know. It's terrifying. Oh. <laughs> For, yeah, it I ran it in the first super cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I when I was like approaching it, because it's like a bone fox almost, right? Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. like it's like it's massive. Like, I don't know and if you're trying to hurt me or what, but I'm just gonna yeah, approach exactly. with caution. <laughs> yeah. See what happens. I, I wonder sometimes if that I mean, I'm sure the language is cryptic and I'm sure you can interpret it probably but it one thing that i like about it is it does remind you of when you were like an eight-year-old kid trying to play super mario brothers or legends of zelda and you couldn't really (laughs) read very well so you would just like look in the manual for like pictures because it doesn't you'll find a picture and you'll be like yes that's what i want to do how do i do that and it's like oh it's a bunch of letters i don't understand yes exactly (laughs) exactly and you you were trying to interpret it from like the buttons that you could tell what they are i don't know there's something very like it just is really nostalgic in a gorgeous way that i've never uh seen before and chris i remember you were talking about like you played the demo i would strongly encourage you to go back and give it another shot like the full game because i do think i was gonna make it loop around us man What's that? Gotta do the full the full cast. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Then we can finally do a spoiler, maybe. Uh, yeah, that would be fun. But I felt the exact same way you did, Chris. When I played the demo, I was like, "This is too hard," and I'm not having enough fun to like justify keep going, like keeping going. Hmm. But I'm like finally, like I tried it again, and it's definitely way better when you start like fresh yeah. than otherwise. So, how would you say the difficulty? in the like full release compares to death store. Did any of you, I feel like somebody must have played yeah, death store. Last I did. Year. Yeah. I would say it's similar, probably about the same. Okay. I do think I, the combat isn't as strong. Like I enjoyed the combat in death store more than I enjoy the combat in uh tunic. Okay. But, and I also death door is probably like, not that I go around picking like favorite soundtracks of the year, but like, Hands down, you're gonna like, go around picking I'm your gonna start, yeah. <laughs> as of right now. Uh, this that the soundtrack for Death Store was out just outstanding, I thought. So, and this is good, I'm not just trying to trash Tunic, but uh, it's Tunic has like the secrets that it has are a little bit more, um, I think, special than what was in Death Store. It's mm. my take and that's not to besmirch either game they're both fantastic games like it's just like trying to you know compare and contrast them i guess so Mm -hmm. um angie you've also been playing another one of my favorite games that i never finished (laughs) i just started i just started today dead cells cells? yeah Yeah. Ooh. because i talk to me about starting dead cells there's been Uh, so many updates since i played that game it's been years did you finish it chris Oh, uh, just the first, like, I, I didn't do, like, the roguelike thing where you play through, like, a thousand times. I just played through to the first clear. But, Andrew, uh, what, what are you, how, how far in are you? Have, what, tell me about this. <laughs> okay, no, but, um, so I started playing Dead Cells for, like, 30 minutes to an hour today and just jumping into it. It's very interesting. Like, in the beginning, it gives you options to pick up a sword a bow and i think a shield like a wooden shield that's like wooden planks or whatever but you can only use two so i just did the rusty sword and the the wooden shield so i was like sure let's see what happens here 
but going through it, it seems like fairly easy. You know, it's, you know, 2D, like across the page. And I am an explorer in video games. So I just like find, I just go every nook and cranny that I can. Um, so I was doing that, which apparently is a good thing after reading a forum. Cause I, there's these little crevices, like these little areas that I couldn't get through. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? I have to go in one of these areas, but I had to look it up. So there's like this dodge roll button to be able to get in there. So then you can fight more monsters, find more gold and um, possibly more weapons, depending on what it decides to give you. It's all random. But then the fun thing of it is if you do die, your body is desecrated as it's called. So you have to restart but it's not the same level you were in before. The level changes every single time. Yeah. And it's procedurally I was like, generated, right? Yeah, I think so. And I, yeah. I found that very interesting. I was like, okay, well, let's just see what happens. The second time around was more fruitful than the first time around. And I was like, well, sweet. I'll, I'll take it. Nice. And then um, there's like these golden doors that I figured I could just like bash through that holds like it had a, it looked like a needle filled with some thing. So I thought it was like maybe more health and I was like halfway dead. And I was like, well, I think I need that bash through the door. And then I got cursed. So that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to kill like 10 enemies and then you're not cursed anymore. But I didn't come across any enemies at that point. So once one killed me, I was done forever. It was fun. It was nice. But so far, I like it. There's, like, a lot of upgrades you could do, um, like, ruins you can find to get to other secret areas. But it's all depending. Like, it's just all probable. Like, maybe you'll get it. Maybe you won't. Like, it's all different for everybody, which I find kind of fascinating. So it's not, yeah, like, the you, same game. You have to change your – or you, you can't rely on, like, a single build because you might not get those traps the next time or you might not get – the mm-hmm. sword that you want to get and i never finished the first or the final boss on the first playthrough because by the time it gets to the point where it takes you like 45 minutes to an hour to get to the end mm-hmm. and like it was just too and then you die and then you have to start all over again and it does you do get upgrades like that are persistent throughout each like playthrough or whatever yeah but um yeah, it's very it's challenging, but goddamn, the combat in that game is something else. It's fun. I like it a lot. It's I didn't think I would I like it as much as I do, but I do I do like it a lot. I'm, yeah. I'm curious to see how it will, you know, go on as I play it more. Yeah, and you can like roll through attacks, or like that's one thing that I didn't get like right away, and like anytime. I did not either. Oh man, you will. Yeah, you that got game is so addicted. I'm just sitting there sword fighting everything. I'm just like, you're just gonna die. <laughs> like, yeah, I you can because like... then you can like see when their attacks are coming and then roll through them and attack them from behind, which you get more hit points for that. And like, it's just yeah, it's a it's, it, the combat is. So Wait, you get more hit game, points doing that? Like well, hitting yeah, them from I mean, behind? You get, yeah, like you. I think they're weaker if you hit them from behind. And well, the, I've been just well, doing also, that anyways, but cool. Part of their part of your like persistent upgrade that you can get after you clear each like level yeah um yeah great game it also, that was like at like, the beginning of the roguelites come oh i mean go ahead. yeah somewhere the thing i love about it is like it plays the way you thought the gba castlevania games felt 
or you, the way you thought Symphony yeah. of the Night feels. Although Symphony mm-hmm. of the Night still feels pretty good. Um, but it just like has like amazing game feel. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. But yeah, that's, I've just been playing those two for now. Just, I just can't get enough of Tunic. But it, today I was just like, I want to see what this is all about. So You just can't get Cue. enough. <laughs> Cue music. Um, well, I've been playing, I already talked about Tunic, but I did finally platinum Horizon Forbidden West. Sorry to let you down last week and not be on, James. Ah, it's all right. Uh, I heard you did the same. I did the same. I heard, as soon as you said you got it in the Slack channel, I was like, well, heck. I, I got off my ass and I got my <laughs> platinum too. <laughs> nice. Those two uh, matches of whatever, Machine Strike or whatever, were the worst parts. To me. Oh, 100%. What the <laughs> hell? That game, I not a good minigame. Mm-mm. <laughs> I, it's not my thing, dude, and I don't. I'm not one to get in super into uh, like Gwent or anything like that. And I'm again, I'm not talking smack. I'm just saying I don't generally like him. The one for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I thought was really good. I can't remember what it was called, but uh, yeah. Would you? I thought um, the game's gorgeous. It is just like a open world checklisty kind of game. It reminded me of like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but just even prettier. And yeah, I guess just like Assassin's Creed Odyssey kind of, which was also one of my favorite games. But yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, I no, I, I agree with that. I, I think it was, God, it's so picture worthy. I, I don't think I've ever used the uh, the um, in-game cameras yeah. <laughs> as nearly as much as I did in that one. Where I would just like pause randomly and go, I think I can make this into a picture or just like mess around and see if I'll maybe I won't even take a picture. I'll just like mess around and just look. But uh, right now I've got one of them as my work backgrounds. Nice. Yeah, I loaded them them from my PlayStation because you can download them from the app now Mm -hmm. to your phone. So they're like in my photos, like if you're scrolling through my photos, it's like my son, my son, my son, my dog, my son, my son, horizon, horizon, horizon. (laughs) Like (laughs) when I'm, as I'm scrolling. So uh, yeah, gorgeous game. I do hope they kind of take it in a different direction with the next um, installation, like not necessarily change the open worldness of it, but just kind of the gameplay, man. Like I'm kind of over the open world checklisty. 60 plus hour games i guess uh, but yeah it's that said it's a good game and it's a you so you said last week or two weeks ago i don't know b sci-fi movie it's like a b sci-fi yeah movie. i think the story's pretty good dude no 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 that's not a slag i'm not like slagging it at all i think that it's i love b sci-fi movies but it does have a hokiness to it that yeah. would yeah, would be very like unbelievable if it wasn't for <laughs> yeah. all of the characters delivering it like reality. And yeah. that's the thing. Like the B sci-fi movie, they kind of like it's tongue in cheek and they know it's stupid. The actors know it's stupid. So the mm-hmm. characters also seem a little bit goofy about it. But in this one, it's like it's such an earnest B sci-fi movie that makes it so good. Yeah. And like the just back to like the graphics and the characters in this game, just to w- how well they're animated. It's so just good on a side mission that you don't have to do. 
Yeah. Like it's incredible and voice acted and everything. It's pretty fantastic. So, um, and then go ahead, man. Oh, so I was just, you mentioned voice acting from one of the side characters. So there's an Osiram in the desert in like the Las Vegas area. He's like mm-hmm. the main guy you help there. I remember I was playing that and Chrissy was watching me and she's like, you mean your doppelganger? The doppel? No, 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 no. Um, the dude who looks exactly like you. Is that what you're talking about? Does he? I don't know. He looks don't... and sounds like you now that you bring this up. But oh, I'll, me? I'll it sounds like me. That's so funny. Sorry, okay. I I, no, I I'm, took me. I'm like, it's, I don't remember a character looking like Aloy, but you're talking about me. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never made that comparison. But uh, uh, Chrissy, my partner, she was sitting on the couch and she was like, I know this voice. I know this one, and it's not me, but she actually watches a TV series called Bones, and uh, yeah. and it's one of the actors from Bones, and she watches Bones, like, she watches through the whole series of Bones, like, once a year, at least. So, <laughs> oh, she's true. very it's well... It's her Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy. Yeah. yeah, her uh, Final James. Fantasy. <laughs> wow. Nailed it. High five, yeah. John. and I are both way too clever. <laughs> Did you guys just video five? Yeah, of course. have you been? It's twenty twenty two. This is how people socialize, Angie. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Times. okay. Oh, James, and I just whatever you take away from that, that dude is that dude that you help and that is the most endearing character in that. Like I was kind of sad he's not slight spoilers for Horizon, but like he's not in like the and group you're like group of friends that are like yeah. going to attack the thing he's like not in there and i found him to be like easily the most endearing like new character oh yeah in that game uh yeah anyway so i meant that as a compliment not a <laughs> not a jab at you i'm um, good but anyway um tunic kirby my game of the year so far what easily mm. oh yeah you guys, Nintendo fans, you got to get on it because it is like Mario Odyssey, but like grown up, not grown up, but like just as Kirby. It's I like it probably about as much as I liked Mario Odyssey. If it was a Mario game, if you changed Kirby over to Mario, people would not shut up about this game. Like they'd be giving it a 10 out of 10. I love it's, Kirby. He's cute. I've never played a Kirby game before. That's your first like, Kirby game. Mm-hmm, yeah. Holy wow. Smokes. I know, right? So, yeah. uh, basically, where you can go around and I'm not, I'm going to try not to giggle like a 13 year old when I say these things. So, excuse me if I do because I'm a 13 year old at heart, but like you suck in the other characters and you absorb their powers, right? And then. You can also, there's like, you're saving the Waddle Dees, which I don't know if that's always the thing that you do. Um, but as you're saving the Waddle Dees, they're like building up their town again. And you can go back to their town and you can upgrade your powers. So like you get a power to like, you get a ranger power that has guns and you can upgrade each one three times. And you have to go do like the side missions in order to gain the stars to build up the powers. So um, there's a, a ton of like, playing a level and then going through and doing the things so you can get the stars so that you can upgrade the powers and they're all just freaking adorable and you can like above and beyond just absorbing a power you can also like 
suck in a car and drive it around or suck in a soda machine and rotate it around. You can suck in a light bulb and illuminate areas. Like I should send you guys a photo of Kirby, like as a light bulb, he just literally has like a light bulb in his, in his mouth and you can just see his little eyes on the top of his head. It's just so cute. And everything that he's doing, like he say he has like headgear on because one of his powers, he has like headgear then when you suck in like the car, he'll still have like the little helmet on top of the car as he's driving around. It's just, it's adorable, man. And it's so much fun. So as far as like games that are just like pure joy, that is definitely in, in that area. Um, and lastly, because I've been talking a lot, I got into cyberpunk, which is really mm. good, but definitely not fun and joy, happy moments. So that one's a little bit harder to play. Um, How far like into a, cyberpunk are you? Um, Have you seen the title the, yet? Yeah. Yeah. The late title yeah. thing happens in that. Right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's one of those where you're like eight hours into the game, 10 hours in and the, the title screen pops. So yeah. Um, it's really good. I, I mean, it's the closest game I can, make it analogous to would be uh fallout three like it's or fallout four it's very much like that like almost identical as far as the gameplay goes but it's again just gorgeous like you feel bad for all the i feel bad because we didn't really get to talk about the game when it came out we talked about all the crap surrounding the game yeah you know and it's 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 fantastic the um art in the world that they created it's something else man so um if you have the capacity to play it on a ps5 or xbox series s or x or pc i would say go for it and if you can't wait for starfield and really want that bethesda open world first person rpg experience let me tell (laughs) you they did that they did to me it was one of those games mixed with grand theft auto um i didn't finish the game but that was kind of my experience with it anyways. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping I'll finish it. I don't know. I got, to, where am I at? I'd forgotten that you played it. Cause you had the friend bought it for you for your birthday, right? Yeah. Good memory. Yeah. <laughs> so, Hey man, I'm a pharmacist. That's what I do. Memorize useless Memorized knowledge. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I'm trying to remember where I'm at. I just, uh, met the, um, Creole folk. Did you get there? Um, mm-hmm. Johnny Silverhand and took over you occasionally. I don't know. I don't want to get into spoilers and I've been talking. I don't know that I saw too many. I don't know if I got that far. Anyways. It's good. Two thumbs up. Rad. All right. Anybody else got anything else to talk about? The news? The news? The news? Someone say the news? The first news story we have up is from Tom Ivan over at Video Games Chronicle, VGC, uh, which is that Sony has made a $1 billion investment in Epic Games to, quote, deepen relationship in the metaverse field, end quote. Uh, The Fortnite maker is valued at $31.5 billion following the latest funding round that is run. Um, 
Yeah, so they, uh, it sounds like Epic uh, completed a round of $2 billion more dollars of funding with Sony putting up half of that. Um, and uh, per the story, uh, Sony had already had a minority stake, uh, having invested $450 million in Epic uh, back in from since July of 2020. Um, <coughs> Kirkby, not Kirby, all caps K-I-R-K-B-I, uh, the holding and investment company behind the Lego group, also invested a billion dollars in Epic in the latest funding round uh, designed to accelerate their investment in the metaverse space. Um, I don't want to dig too deep into the rest of the article, but what does everyone think about uh, these pretty big companies putting billions into Epic specifically to funnel them towards the metaverse. I don't know. Metaverse already exists and we call it Minecraft and <laughs> Fortnite. I just don't, I don't really buy the, I don't think it's going to change much. I, I'm kind of with you, John. I don't know. It's the whole metaverse conversation lately has just been a joke. And so I I feel like we're going to create these like sort of interacting games and experiences no matter where we're playing. I don't think invest. I, I think investing in Epic is probably a smart idea. They seem for the most part to produce very good quality and <laughs> quality games. They have a great engine and uh but I don't I don't know about this. I don't I don't know. I don't know about this metaverse stuff. So yeah. um, one detail I do want to pull is that um, and I think I had remembered this last week, uh, Epic and Lego Group announced a long term partnership uh, to to shape the future of the metaverse and to make it safe and fun for children and families. Um, Angie, any thoughts on metaverse? Is it a buzzword that's used to raise money? Is it the future of the internet? I don't we think need it's you the to, future of the internet. But, we need you to uh, knock your gavel and make a judgment. <laughs> I don't think it's the future of the internet. I, I don't know what they plan on doing. I mean, I know there's been issues with, like, bullying and stuff, you know, on, like, Fortnite especially, but, I mean... That's what they're trying to do. Do they really need like billion dollar investment to do such things? Probably not. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much bigger they're trying to make it or what they're trying to do with it, especially. But I don't. I don't know. They, obviously, that's something in mind. If they're going to invest that much, or maybe they just want to invest so they can be a part of it. Who knows? Mm. Yeah, I. I have yet. You know, my operating image of what the metaverse is is from the, the novel Snow Crash that coined the term, uh, which is a 90s, like early, early 90s cyberpunk novel. Um, and basically it's shared virtual reality internet that is all one platform and you're interacting with people. Um, and I have, I don't follow metaverse stories super closely because um, that is a, a satire, but also an apocalyptic book. And the metaverse is, is not necessarily like for the benefit of everyone involved. Um, and I just, I do think it's interesting that, you know, 
you have Meta, Facebook, like a bunch of the biggest companies in the world are in some sort of pseudo arms race for what the next version of the internet is. And Epic wants to be in that fight against your Microsofts and your Metas, your Facebooks. Um, and a lot of folks talk about Fortnite as kind of the starting point for what would become their metaverse, where you already have skins and avatars, and maybe it becomes more of a social interactive space, which it already is for the young people who play it, right? Like, yeah, I, a lot of people say, you know, it's it's not we're hanging out at the lunch table. It's we're hanging out in Fortnite, shooting the breeze. And so, I don't know if, if you need large scale shared virtual spaces, a hundred player multiplayer game is, is a decent starting point, but I struggle to see how you extrapolate out from that in a way that's natural and draws in people of our parents' generation. And I'm wondering if maybe it's just never going to be more them and we'll be like the old fogies we're like well i don't know about this but then we end up on the platform and ruin it for the kids or something um anyways i, I don't think i'll end up on the platform but i wish i wish i had a better vision of why these companies feel the need to do this um, well maybe there's no nothing of like no knowledge of that of why out there right now or maybe i just don't know yeah, we'll have to see. I, um, you know, I'm looking forward to 20 years from now when I go to work online with my avatar and then go to the arcade with my avatar and go shopping at the virtual Nike store. And I don't know if everyone's seen the metaverse version of Walmart where you're literally pushing the VR shopping cart down an aisle and reaching out and putting things in your basket to buy them for your Walmart order. Can't, seems, I can't wait like to go of... to virtual Walmart and have it be exactly like Walmart, but worse. <laughs> Shout out to yeah. Walmart. Shout out to Walmart. <laughs> I love the one um, benefit of doing that is that you can go to Walmart in your underpants and nobody will look at you weird because people do that still. And... People already do that. There was um, a whole somewhere called like people of Walmart or something. Oh, yes. <laughs> Honestly, go to uh, like my hometown or the next town over to that, and there's the people at Walmart right there for you. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. The next story uh, is one that I think uh, hopefully is more positive. Um, and uh, it, we're reading it from gamedeveloper.com uh, from Bryant Francis. Um, Activision Blizzard has hired a new head of diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, DEI. For those in the know, um, uh, it sounds like they've hired Kristen Hines to serve as Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer. Um, the goal is to, uh, she's coming from outside the video game industry, having pre previously led DEI efforts at IT company Accenture. Hines' uh, Hines is hiring is the latest mile marker on Activision Blizzard's long march that began after the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing filed a lawsuit against it for allegedly fostering a culture of sexual harassment and toxicity. Since then, the company has denied the claims, settled a parallel lawsuit with the Equal Opportunity Commission, 
laid off employees, grappled with unionization efforts at Raven Software, and weathered revelations that CEO Bobby, Bobby Kotick allegedly participated in, in and covered up said harassment. Wow, that is, you just summarized like the last year of gaming news in one paragraph with hyperlinks. Shout out to gamedeveloper.com. Um, how are we feeling about the hiring of uh, of Ms. Hines as uh, head of DEI? I don't know what the DEI efforts were like at Activision Blizzard prior to this. Probably um, not very good. Or not at all. Yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm. Uh, this sounds like a step in the right direction. I think the only, but it's hard to judge anything before someone before work has been done. And uh, so it's like, we're just going to have to kind of wait and see. Like, this seems like a positive step. This is really good. Um, the other aspect is how much control do they have to implement systems that would help diversify the employees and ensure inclusivity and and equality, right? Like, it's... I work in health and safety, and there's only so much I can do. And then it all... the 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 buck stops at management and management says yay or nay right and so from my perspective i feel like uh this uh heinz could potentially have a lot of really good ideas but it could still be just stopped cold and uh no real progress be made right so i i don't know it's I hope we get more news articles like this in the future that inform us of the positive changes that occur. Yeah, I I do, you know, uh, I think we'd be remiss to not include her own words uh, in, in the discussion here. So um, pulling again from the article, in the announcement of her hire, Heinz noted that the company's challenges are part of a long industry-wide trend. In an industry with historical underrepresentation, I'm looking forward to leading the company's efforts to further build a workplace that values transparency, equity, and inclusivity, she stated. Um, I do, you know, I think speaking to like her ability to actually get things implemented and have buy-in from a board level down, from a, you know, executive level down, um, and how that would interface with the merger with Microsoft in the in future, if that is allowed to go through, are all kind of questions. But then, um, you know, it, it's kind of a, a show us the receipts, right? Like this is a great PR beat for them. And I don't want them to be able to just point to, we have a DEI person now and not have any tangible outcomes of improving A, the safety of, of the workplace for all folks involved with B, uh, the diversity and and just you know uh, gaming is too white gaming is too male focused still and i think any place where you can push those boundaries is important um, and talk about a great place to get that work going um, in a place that has so much to work on uh, best of luck <laughs> to ms hines uh, i believe she's gonna need it um, next up, also from Video Games Chronicle, Jordan Midler says Sony and Nintendo will change subscription policies to avoid accidental renewals. 
I love this. I hate when things renew on me when I'm not given an opportunity to cancel them. Um, it sounds like uh, per the article, Xbox also updated its subscription guidelines earlier this year. Um, the publishers have agreed to the new measures following an investigation by Competition and Markets Authority, uh, the CMA, which is the UK's competition regulator. Uh, Sony will now contact long-term PlayStation Plus subscribers who haven't used the service for an unspecified time and tell them how to cancel their subscription. Oh, wow. So this is them doing outreach to folks who are are being billed but lapsed their use of the... Uh, of this service that's pretty amazing um, if users don't decide to cancel but continue to not actively use it um, they will no longer actively take payments until the use of the service resumes um, for nintendo um, new users that sign up for the nintendo switch online won't have automatic renewal as the default option for joining the service it will still be possible to turn on automatic renewal for switch online but it must be done uh, after joining the service. Um, interesting. Love to see places with more regulatory power getting changes uh, when the U.S.'s regulatory agencies don't go for them. Yeah, this is this is huge. I was super stoked to see this just because like how many services everything is using a service uh, uh, platform now, right? Like it, <laughs> Every feature, even even we talked about it earlier, even Walmart has a service feature, like a subscription service, which is absurd. And uh, but that's that's the way the world is going. And they make more money by adding uh, adding premium services to uh, people that pay monthly. And the fact is, like, yeah, you're going to forget about something. You're going to use it. I don't think I've used my Crunchyroll in like three months. So it's like I've been paying whatever, eight, 10 bucks a month for my crunchy roll that I've just, I've just been busy with other things. So the fact is like if, if more um, platforms used a service like this PlayStation plus one where, Hey, I'm not using it. They're not going to charge me for it until I start resuming my service, which is such a brilliant thing. You know, they've got the analytics of whether you are using a device uh, platform or not. So yeah, they're essentially just charging you for what you use. It just seems insanely insightful and uh, helpful for those who forget to cancel a service that they're no longer using. Yeah, I definitely appreciate it. I agree. Uh, it uh, makes me happy. Unlike the last news story for today, which is uh, coming from IGN, Amelia Zollner says the Witcher 3 next-gen upgrade is delayed again as CDPR takes over development. Uh, CDPR being CD Projekt Red. Um, as longtime listeners of the show may know, because I'm pretty sure I've brought this up at least twice, I'm waiting to play The Witcher 3 for the first time until the Xbox Series X next-gen upgrade patch drops. So I guess I'm not playing The Witcher 3 uh, for the foreseeable future, which is probably good, because who needs another massive open world game after Elden Ring? 
Um, <laughs> reading from the article, uh, CD Projekt Red announced it is delaying the next-gen version of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt indefinitely and will no longer be releasing the upgrade in Q2. Part of the delay may have to do with the change in the developer. Previously, the update was being developed externally by Saber Interactive, but CD Projekt Red has elected to bring the remainder of the game's development in-house. Quoting from the tweet from the Witcher Games Twitter account, We have decided to have our in-house development team conduct the remaining work on the next-gen version of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. We are currently evaluating the scope of work to be done and thus have to postpone Q2 release until further notice. We will update you as soon as as we can. Thank you for understanding. Is this hitting anyone else's part of this, or is it just because I have been dragging my feet for five years to play this game? I played all of a couple hours of The Witcher 3 so far. I got it roughly around season two, dropped of the T- the Netflix series. Oh, and I was so like, very oh. recently. Yeah, and I was like, I really want to try and get into this game. I've, I've heard so much about it. It was on sale for under 10 bucks. I was like, well, can't complain. Uh, but... I haven't really been able to get into it. Like it mm-hmm. hasn't hit that point where I'm like immersed and I'm like, I need to know more. I need to play more. It's just been kind of like, oh, this is this is solid. It's enjoyable, but it's not like gripping me. So, um, yeah, I. I'm not surprised at <laughs> it's I feel like this is rehashing um cyberpunk woes where (laughs) cyberpunk just got delayed and delayed and delayed but um i truly hope that they're uh, treating their staff a lot better at uh, cd project red because there was a lot of horror stories around cyberpunk so i would hate to know that this is happening all over again for a game that's already been released it's just a upgrade yeah angie did you ever put much time into witcher 3 did not no did not no but um when i when i seen that uh, cd project red was going to be taking over i was like yeah that that makes sense no offense but just like they had a horrible time with um cyberpunk unfortunately maybe it was an accident, maybe not, I don't know, but I just, I feel bad because it was supposed to be a really great game and it didn't really get the great reviews it was hoping for because of all the bugs and stuff. So I'm hoping they're maybe delaying it because they don't want that to happen again. So we'll see. I'm crossing my fingers. Although I have a lot of cleanup to do on the games that Elden Ring has hunted for me. So this is for the best, right? Uh, I already own the game. It's just a waiting game at this point. I think I bought it for $5, so I shouldn't make any complaints. It's a deal. It was a deal and a steal. Um, A quick jump into the mostly normal question. I want to do this as a quick gut check question where we don't explain it. Oh. And like you just quickly answer without thinking about it type of thing? Yeah. 
So clear your room. The question is, what's more important in video games, action or story? For me, I'm going to say action. Uh, Angie. Story. James. Action. Mm. John is playing with his duties as an adult with children, and so we will not get an answer from John. Uh, he better say story. <laughs> um, did that come from Amelia Zollner at IGN? Nope, I just did a stupid thing and copy-pasted something. Angie. It came from me. Oh, Angie, excellent me. question. Um, Thank you. I know it's not fun to not elaborate, but um, the breakdown was action for me, action for Angie, story for James? No, incorrect. You're yes. backwards. Yeah. I was Sorry. action, Angie was story. Okay. I have a terrible memory. I got thrown <laughs> off by this Amelia Zollner nonsense. <laughs> Shout out to Amelia Zollner. Your article is good. Thank you for reporting the news. Your job is hard. Um, it's enough of that action for today. Thank you, everyone, for joining me. Um, I believe John's Twitter is at Johnny Samsonite with two N's in the John, J-O-N-N-Y. Um, John, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, I know you'll hear this in the edit, so it was nice to see your face. It's been a while. Um, Angie, what about you? Where can people find you on the internet? At Stellar Smalls. Heck yeah. James, internet. Oh, internet. You can find me on the internet at but Lord Primus. And uh, you can watch me stream on Mondays and Wednesdays at twitch.tv slash BLP Entertainment. Blip. Uh, you can find me at VG Occasion on Twitter, where I don't I don't even know. I retweet stuff, especially fan art of things. Love some fan art. Um you can follow the show at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. If you want to contribute to the content, you can shoot us an email at podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. Go check out Mostly Normal Monthly because I've got the itch to write an article. So if you go to mngamers.substack.com, you can sign up and get that scratch sent directly to your inbox. My girlfriend just said gross in the back. <laughs> <sighs> Lastly, please drop a five-star review on the podcast listening service of your choice. And if you're using Spotify, vote in our weekly poll that goes up. Uh, finally, you can find that poll also on Twitter when we drop it there. Um, but that's going to do it for the show. Everybody go play some games. Bye. 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 We should do a clap to let John know where the recording ends because he needs to stop it. We did it. It's over. Oh. You know what? So I, I just want to say... And I love story and video games a lot, but believe it or not, video games are only video games because we can interact with them and the action is key. Uh, if we took like an older game, like say Pong, 
there's no story in that, but you can still play that game for hours or Tetris. There's there's still a game despite the core of the mechanics is gameplay. Story is while absolutely desired a secondary feature of video games in my opinion. So I didn't I didn't want to feel like you were <laughs> outnumbered, but Oh, I still feel outnumbered, but I appreciate your opinion. Yeah, I just that's where I come from when I it is... do that. It is the differentiating factor in a lot of ways, but I think like action as a as the word choice like evokes a specific thing, right? It's like to me that's like oh, what's the combat? But if mm. it's like gameplay, that's different. And Fair if enough. it is just the combat, maybe story is more important. I don't know. Mm. I do I do love me some story? Let me tell you. Because, like, here's well, I, the thing. Oh, Angie, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I chose story because in games that I, because I like explorative games, I like things like that. And when I play those games, if the story isn't good, but there's still action in it, I'm not going to be interested in it because the story is shit. Mm. I like being... I like being taken in by the story and being immersed in the story. So then I can feel like the action is there worthwhile, Ah. but that's how I like that explanation though. That's that was that, that makes me think about it a little bit on another level. Right. But also like, but I mean, what's, what's a story without a little bit of action or what's action without a little bit of a story too. I mean, I think it goes hand in hand also, but I really love, I really dig when a story just brings me into it. makes me feel like a part of the game. Mm. Like a really good movie. I point to doom 2016 where I had no concrete idea why I was doing what I was doing. I, really struggled to follow the story in that game. But god damn did I like playing it. <laughs> Doom um, does that though. Doom is that kind of game, honestly. It's it is more of an action game. Yeah. Truly. Throughout its whole entirety. Like the series and beyond. I feel like blood and gore and killing stuff. I feel like your point about it being like, oh like Sometimes you need the story draped over the action to motivate you to try the action. I think it can go both ways where it's like, oh, like maybe the story is a little mediocre, but the action is really pulling me through in some games. Whereas in other games, it's like, oh, the story is so engrossing. Like maybe the, you know, um, not to start any fights, but like I think that the action in most of the Uncharted games is not, especially the combat, is not remotely my favorite thing to play. Um, but the story is so compelling and the visuals are so beautiful that it like draws you in and yeah. motivated me to at least see those games through. Um, I don't know. Anyways, I should bounce because I gotta go to bed and get up for work. So What? That's yeah. stupid. Not like bad bed, <laughs> but like That's so twenty twenty one. It's so yeah. tw- or 2019 before everything happened yeah you know you like quit you quit your job and you're only unemployed for the weekend everybody's (laughs) unemployed for the weekend weekend. were you a singer me 
I asked him yeah. the same thing last week. <laughs> no, I can't sing for That's shit. That's why I said that. <laughs> it's she's <laughs> with the sickest callback. <sighs> oh yeah, there we go. You guys, you have fun. a I the the fact that you think you don't have a nice voice, or we're told you don't have a nice voice, is so painful to me. Because then, what does that mean about me? No, you you're good. Wait, who said who had a bad voice? Uh, I just I, I can't sing. <laughs> I, oh. I I used to do so I I did uh, improv and musical theater as well, uh, and in the in over the course of my time doing musical theater, I have been told that I can't sing and I can't because I can't really I I, I, <laughs> I sing a lot, but it's just because I love music and I love singing, but I have no skill at doing it whatsoever. So, yeah, I just they would have like they would have to like read. They tried to get me how to, to learn how to sing and that wasn't working. And then they kind of like geared back and they're like, all right, well, let's just let you talk. Sing these parts. OK, I got to bounce. Um, it's been real. It was so much fun getting to record with everyone on the same show. Uh, I know that was cool. Um, and Angie, it was nice to record with you. It's been forever. Um, I know. I love it. Yeah. 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 So it, I, I like when we all can at least join in a, at, least, at least a little bit. I know John oh, has some things he had to John's back. Oh, he's hey. back. We were talking about yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ooh, okay. Um, I got to go. Uh, we Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Is he really? Just- <laughs>